Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's great to have you with us today. Hey, Courtney. How are you, friend? I'm great. (laughs) How are you doing? I am good. I am good. I'm especially loving the fact that we are we're in the, the flow this morning. We are. We both have a similar color shirt on. So we're both we're both sporting green, right? And mine has a butterfly, a white butterfly, and you have butterfly earrings on. I do. I do. It's amazing. Oh. You can't plan this and you wouldn't want to. And it's just I think it's one of those beautiful ways that the Holy Spirit shows up through our desires and the things that he's like, hey. You know, you yeah. don't even think it's it's something in particular, and then you show up and you're matching with your with your good friend, and he's declaring something that he's going to release today, just through, you know, what what looks yeah. good to me today. <laughs> Love it. He's so, oh, he's so fun, and you know, I remember a few years ago I did a um, a Facebook live uh, with a friend of mine, and we were talking about the justice of God. And uh, anyway, so I get on and I, I jump into the live as she jumps in and we both had the same shirt on and it said justice, like the exact same shirt. And it was just so fun. Like you just can't make that stuff up, hey? Like no. the way that the Lord does that, it just, yeah, makes me happy seeing, okay. me seeing that. So, yes. So butterflies and green. So lots of new life, growth, yes. freedom. Yes. It's going to be a wonderful conversation my friend yes yes it is new life seems to be the word that he is really declaring over so much right now um you know but we we're kind of at the point in our podcast too Lana where we've had quite a few guests you know we've had um this beautiful conversation about the Shulamite and it's just been a wonderful I don't it's felt like such a sacred space yeah um just for his revelation and for his heart and you know, I know you and I have both been trading texts and messages back and forth of just, I really feel like the Lord is declaring some things over, over the season that we've just entered into five, seven, eight, four, the year of the open door. And there's a couple other things that he's been speaking to you and I both about, you know, the year being one of a vision, um, yeah. new eyes or eyes to see. And I just would love to jump in on that conversation because I think mm-hmm. it's, when we were talking, it's, it is such a now time and it is such a now word of this is really what the Lord is declaring over this time. And here's permission to enter into that. So I'd just love to start with that and hear what's on your heart. Yeah. That. Isn't it? It's so funny. Hey, we were talking before we hit record about how it seems like that what the Lord is speaking is resounding so loudly, like louder than ever. I feel like so many things that he's highlighted just in the last week, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, like you see another post or you see, you know, something that's just like confirmation after confirmation. And whenever I see that, um, it really speaks to me about not only is the Lord going, hey, pay attention. Uh, there's also this sense of like, this time I really feel like the imminency, like, no, you're not, you're not crossing over. Like you have crossed over. Like there's this really strong sense for me around occupying what God has uh, declared and what he is declaring for this new year, five, seven, eight, four, um, 
uh, on his calendar. And, you know, I think, Courtney, we know 5784 um, being the year of the door and you just said then, like, we've both felt this really strong sense of um, the vision that the Lord is highlighting. And, um, yeah, I really feel like not only have we crossed over tangibly, like I know you and I have talked a lot in the last week that there is there's this, it, you can feel it. You know, those seasons you go through and the Lord's like, you're crossing over and like you're holding on to the word for dear life. But sometimes you don't actually feel it. But this week, mm-hmm. hey, there has been such a significant, like, oh my goodness, like we're here. Like we've yeah. actually, like, it's not we're waiting anymore. Like we have entered. Um, yes. And so as I've kind of sat with the Lord around all of this, um, I had quite a, a significant encounter recently. And uh, and one of the things that the Lord really highlighted to me was that in this year of the door, in this um, year of, he said to me as well, of accelerated ascension, like it's a place mm-hmm. where he's lifting us up into this place of um, a vision, of sight, of receiving the revelations that he's releasing, receiving um, like the promises that uh, he's he's promised us, uh, but also, I guess, um, moving great, or how can I say this, moving in a greater way into the operation of our governmental authority. Yes. Um, the foundation that I've really felt for it all, Courtney, like whether it's I'm like I'm, I'm occupying the territory that God has promised me, um, through his promises, or I am entering into a new assignment, or there's all these new doors that are opening up, I feel really strongly that we have to be really focused on the door of his heart. Like all those other things are wonderful and there is a there's so much God is going to do in this new year, but I feel like there is this invitation into the heart of God and occupying within his heart um, and out of this encounter I had, he said to me, Lana, I want you to devote yourself to discovery. And that really, for me, that that has been, I guess, not in those words, but that's been my life. Like, God, I devote myself to know you. Like, I just want to know you. But as we've crossed over and I feel this weight of his presence, I would say heavier than I've ever felt it, um, I, I hear those ra- words resounding, like devote yourself to the discovery of who I am. And if I sit back and I go, okay, that is my one thing, right? Seek first the kingdom and all other things will be added to you. But if I go back into the encounter I had, like all of the doors that were available to me to discover him in, they were all doors in his heart and they were doors of revelation of who Christ is and his love and that to me I feel like is the foundation that as we enter this doorway of 5784 we're entering into the doorway of his heart in a greater way and then from that place we enter through the doorways of uh, occupying the territories of our promises and occupying Mm -hmm. you know greater um, uh, what can I what can I call it like assignments that he has for us there's just Oh, an invitation that is weightier than I felt it in a long time to really yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
trying to figure out where to start. Because <laughs> there's so much that you're saying and my spirit's just like, yes, to all of it. Um, it was interesting because as you were sharing, the Lord was bringing something back up to my mind that happened to me this weekend. Um, yes, the year of the open door. And I had a, a good friend come visit me um, from Australia. So she was here with me this weekend. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I left seeing her, it was 2019. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to see, I'm going to be back here soon. I'm going to be back here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had planned on coming back, had even sat down and was was in the process, no kidding, in the process of purchasing a ticket, an airline mm-hmm. ticket. And I pushed go on my little Qantas flight and the little thing started spinning. And within five minutes, I'm getting text messages. They've just closed the borders. They've just closed the borders. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, that's that. And so enter four years later, (laughs) here we are. Um, And she's come, she's come to me and we sat in uh, multiple restaurants, multiple places, but in one of my favorite coffee shops, we sat there this weekend and uh, Mm -hmm. this thing started happening around us to where I started, the Holy Spirit said, um, Hey, pay attention. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're in a moment and yeah. you're, you're fully engaged with someone and you're, you're fully present, but then all of a sudden Holy Spirit kind of comes in and he's like, Hey, stop for just a second. I'm, I'm pointing something out to you. And yeah. I looked up and I started noticing this pattern of people, um, connecting with friends all of a sudden that they didn't expect to see. And some of these reunions you could tell were long in the making um, people crying, holding each other for long, t- long periods of time to where in the restaurant or in the coffee shop where we were, it, it, this, this whole hush came over the entire place for this one reunion. Um, and the, immediately, so as you were speaking about the, the open doors, the Holy Spirit brought that to my mind. And he said, Courtney, this is the year of open doors. Mm-hmm. There's things that have felt as though they were held back for the yeah. last four years in particular, things that felt mm-hmm. like promises or words or things that, you know, you knew, I know the Lord wants me to do this. I know I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. this, but it's not happening and I'm not seeing it and I'm not understanding when it's ever going to happen, you know? And so many of us have been standing in that place, Lana, of just, mm-hmm. I know the Lord said this. And so yeah. I'm just going to hold it. And sometimes mm-hmm. we've set it down and he's held it for us because he's mm-hmm. faithful, even yeah. when we're not. Um, but I really felt that quickening in my spirit of just, yeah, the, the, the open doors, but particularly the, like, he was very clear about the last four years being at times of preparation and times of growth and times of practice of holding on to the word. Um, and I really feel as though what's happening now, like you said, we are fully in it. We're not crossing over. It's not coming. It's here. Mm -hmm. And this really is a time of those long held things coming now, like quickly and coming upon us in a way where, you know, some of us are not, not even really expecting it, you know, we're just kind Mm -hmm. of going about our daily lives. And then all of a sudden here comes a fulfillment, you know, Um, it's not always that way, but I definitely feel like that's part of what we're seeing right now. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's really, um, that's really right. Like I, I really feel like that is so where we are right now. And Um, I remember the other day, I think I was washing the dishes and I think I actually texted you when I felt this, Courtney. Um, I was saying to the Lord, like, what is this shift? Like, I feel so like I've just entered this new realm. Like, what is it? And the Lord said to me, he said, Lana, 
um, for the last season, he said many have been plowing really hard ground. And he began to show me there were that space where, like you said, like when God has given you a promise, but it has been so long and the ground feels so hard, right? The Lord speaks yeah. the word and then all of a sudden you feel like you're at the other end in your natural circumstances to what the Lord has spoken. And I began to really feel like um, there were a lot of people that were feeling quite, um, they had been feeling quite tired and quite weary in this like, I'm plowing this really hard ground, but yet I, I haven't seen anything yet. And when I heard those words, like I haven't seen anything yet coming from the heart of people, I heard the Lord say, you haven't seen anything yet. And it was this like expectancy. It was like this you know what? You haven't seen anything yet. It was this invitation into hope and into like now you've crossed over and you are about to see um, like you can't even imagine what you're about to see. And mm -hmm. I think, um, uh, sorry, and then as I kept talking to the Lord, he said to me, now is the time to reap the, the reward. Now is the time to reap the reward. And I saw so many moments where there were so many people that, that they had just, you know, even if they dropped the promise, they were just sitting at his feet. Like they were just like, I, this is, I'm just, I'm, I'm positioned, like I'm, I'm tired but I'm here. Or um, there were other moments of all the prayers that had been prayed or all the declarations that had been declared. And all of these things culminated together. Um, I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, here comes the harvest. And I know we've heard words like this for a long time. And I want to speak to this just for a second, because I think sometimes we can get really weary when we're hearing the same word over and over again and then we can hear prophetic words and go oh like yes like it's now like they're saying it's now and oh like I still haven't seen it um, I want to encourage you that you know the way that the Lord speaks is that he will continue to encourage us with his word and his and he will repeat himself not only so we can get it but to keep us uh, what's the word, like encouraged and strengthened mm -hmm. to continue to walk the journey. And so I just wanted to just jump on that because I felt like there could be some of you listening going, yeah, but I've heard before, like mm -hmm. now is the time. Um, but I want to encourage you that there has been a very tangible shift that has taken place uh, this year. And these aren't, Courtney and I don't sit here and just throw words around. Like let's just fill an hour, Courtney, and, uh, and see. <laughs> what happens right like this is really um on the heart of the lord and this is the time where not only will you begin to reap the rewards and will you um, be drawn into that place of ephesians three twenty, but also there is that that refreshment that comes as you begin to see the new life and the blossoming forth of what the Lord has promised you. Yeah, so, I yeah. love that. Uh, back in July, and I, I, I messaged you right when it happened because it was a little, jar I shouldn't say jarring, but it was definitely, whoa, 
Um, I was walking out to get in my Jeep and I, July here, very hot, very green. We had a lot of uh, rain in June. So everything was just fully, fully green and fully leafed out. Um, and I was grabbed the handle to get into my Jeep and I looked, glanced over one area of our yard uh, where there's oak trees and I could see in the spirit, it was like that sometimes it'll, it'll like flash up, you know, kind of over the natural. And I saw in the spirit, all of this snow and it was covering mm -hmm. the trees and it was all over the grass, but it wasn't damaging anything. Mm -hmm. And it was just there kind of gently, slowly melting. And I could tell it was just going to be watering at a steady rate, the ground underneath it. Mm -hmm. And when I asked the Holy Spirit about it, he immediately took me to Isaiah 55, 11 or 10 and 11, where it says, mm -hmm. as the snow and rain fall from heaven do and do not return until they have accomplished their purpose, soaking the earth and causing it to sprout with new life. Yeah. <laughs> providing seed to sow and bread to eat. So that's seed for the future and bread to eat for the right now. Like that is a complete abundance of provision. Yes. Um, so also will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled. My word performs my purpose and fulfills the mission I sent it out to accomplish. When you were talking about those that are sitting at his feet and they're worn out, but they're there. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. Like you and I know we've, we've both been there. Not so <laughs> in yeah. a not so distant past. We've both been there. Just like, here I am. I don't know. And I don't have all the answers, but I'm just here with you because I know that you'll help me or you'll speak or you'll do something. Um, mm -hmm. and I really feel like the last four years have been that place, Lana of yeah, continually coming to him for encouragement. It's like, you mm -hmm. get to that point in battle where you're like, I cannot hold any more. And then in comes the strength or in comes the encouragement or in comes the word. And as we were starting this and as we were praying, getting ready to go on, uh, Holy Spirit spoke and he said, you are battle hardened. And I was like, whoa, okay. So I'm over here quickly looking it up. Like, what does battle hardened mean? Because yeah. I know, I know generally what it means, but I wanted to know for sure. And it says, um, you're toughened by the experience of battle. You have mm -hmm. experience of war and therefore you're effective at fighting battles. And it's just, I, yeah. I get this impression that there are those that are listening to that they're, they're asking and wondering what on earth were the last, were, were these last seasons about? And yeah. part of that, I really do believe is that we have been taught how to remain in his presence and how to focus, like you were saying, focus on those promises that that is what we do not take our eyes off of. Um, mm -hmm. That gets the last word, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I just really felt such encouragement and such life coming in as you were sharing that too, Lana, that, um, you know, we don't, don't, as we've come into a new season and as we've crossed over completely, because we really, I do believe that we have, mm -hmm. don't, throw out the lessons and the things that we've learned from the last couple years or whatever it is that you've been through. Those mm. are your, those are your spoils. That's your, your spoils of battle that you are meant to carry into the new season. We are meant to offload the heaviness and the weight of it. And sometimes that comes through all different, that can look different for everybody get aware of what that looks like. In my opinion, uh, is what I'm trying to say, get aware of what that looks like for you to offload the heaviness, but take yeah. the lessons with you because we're not meant to carry everything, but there are some lessons and things that we're meant to carry forward mm -hmm. into the now because we actually needed that 
in order to be able to occupy, like you're saying, the space that he's got us in Mm. right now, that strength that we gain through those things, through the muscles that we need to build in order to hold the things that he's giving us in the new time. Um, So just really felt clearly to encourage um, whoever's listening, whoever that that's for, you know, not to toss everything. There are things that he has grown in you. You have grown, you have strengthened, you have come up higher. um, And those things are are things for you that will never, ever be taken. Those are of the kingdom and they are eternal and carry that with you into the new. We can let go of the heaviness, but we can carry in the, the, um, spoils of, of battle and victory into the new. Oh, Courtney, that, that is so powerful. And I am just sitting here and as you're, I'm listening to you and you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, like going back into, um, this encounter that I had with the Lord recently, because in one particular part of this encounter, I, I was standing in front of Jesus and I was asking him some questions about the last season and I'm like, and I just remember saying, like, it was so hard. Like, it was so hard. And he grabbed my hands and he began to explain. He didn't give me all of the answers, but he began to explain part of the season that I had just walked through to me. But then he looked at me, Courtney, and he said to me, a strength has been given to you as you walked through that season that can now never be stolen from you. Whether you saw it and or you recognized it going through it, I have Mm. deposited within you a strength that can now never be taken from you. And it's so interesting, isn't it, the way that the Lord sees things, how differently he sees it to how we (laughs) things because I tell you what like if you asked me to describe that last season to you strength would not have been not beyond the top of the list it's not one of the words I would have particularly chosen for (laughs) to describe that that season and I certainly did not feel strong at all but now as I look back I go you know what yeah, there is a strength Mm -hmm. that was developed within me in that battle zone, in that war um, that can now never be stolen from me. But it wasn't a strength that is Lana Vorza. It was this place of absolute desperate need for him and absolute dependence upon him. Like, Jesus, if you don't show up or you don't walk in the room, like this is all over. Like it was a fortification, uh, a strength that was given in the revelation of who he is that now cannot be taken because he doesn't change. So now I look back and I go, that was really hard. Mm -hmm. And I sit here for an hour and talk about how hard it was, but I could also sit here for many more hours and tell you the moments where I'm like, that's it, done, done, like done, (laughs) done, tapping out, done. (laughs) I was done like five minutes ago. Right. (laughs) Right. And he speaks a word and breathes life again and the revelation of who he is and the revelation of his heart for me through that season is what built brick upon brick, strength upon strength within the very core of my being that I now come out and look back into that season and I go, I am now occupying 
in the spirit, the very spaces the enemy tried to take me out in, but the only reason I'm occupying is because the revelation of his nature every time like trumped all of the the noise and the battle and all the stuff and so I just had to comment on that because that was so profound I mean the whole encounter that I had was profound but to see him look in my eyes and almost it was almost like he was saying Lana nothing was wasted um Mm -hmm. that place like the hope that that brings and, and the encouragement that brings when you're walking such a hard season to know he's still working, he's still moving, he is building things and growing me even if I can't see it. Wow, like doesn't that just really, yeah. it's like it hugs your heart. <laughs> Huge, hugely, hugely hugs your heart. It's like a nap and a hug all in one. Yes. You know, where you wake up, not, not the kind of nap where you wake up totally disoriented. You don't know what yeah. you're doing or what day it is, but like those really good naps, you know, where you just, yes, you feel yes. totally reinvigorate, reinvigorated. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. it was so interesting on it because before we had something shifted to, and I feel, um, right before the beautifully holy you or right, right through that entire conference that we were having, there was a mega, there was like a showdown going on, (laughs) you know, in the spirit through and during and all of that. Um, it was interesting though, because the second day of the, of the beautifully holy you that morning Mm -hmm. I got up and, and I was just praying and talking to Jesus. And, and I see a vision of this man and I, and I knew I could just see the back. Um, Mm -hmm. but I knew that he was representing Holy spirit. And I could see him getting dressed and he's like slipping on this like really nice new suit and he's tying his tie and he's just got this like cheekiness about him. But it's, it's, I could tell that he was excited because he was about to come in and just totally kick some butt. Um, Like I knew that it was already finished. It was already done, but he was coming in it as though like, I'm getting ready to show up and show out, watch out. And I kept hearing that song, um, feeling good. Uh, it's an old song, um, but it was, uh, it's one of part of the lyrics are, it's a new dawn, it's mm-hmm. a new day, and I'm feeling good. And I could hear Graham Cook's voice in my head at the same time, who talks about the Holy Spirit. And he said, you are traveling with one of the greatest territorial spirits of all times. Mm-hmm. That the Holy Spirit is one of the greatest territorial spirits of all times. And when you're talking about earlier, you said coming into that place of authority, I have felt that very much for this year as well, that there are those of us, especially those battle hardened, (laughs) battle weary at times, (laughs) let's be real, uh, that have gone through that season. And I don't think some of you don't even realize that what you've been doing is you've been coming into a greater awareness of the authority that he's put in you and the authority that he is moving in, in the earth through the things that he's been bringing you through to the other side or, or growing within you because he is growing our awareness and our understanding of our authority. Um, what does that look like? What does that mean in these territorial battles or territorial spaces? Um, and I really felt like that was also a word uh, for now. Wanted to include that for what you said earlier. And then I also wanted to ask you, because I think that this is one of the really good ways to take the lessons of what we've learned, pulling them into the new season so that we, we glean everything. You know, you talked about 
looking back mm. on those season where it's, it's been such a battle and it's so hard and the Lord's telling you he's growing strength and you didn't, you're like, I don't feel it. <laughs> but then you come to the other side and you're like, oh yeah. Once mm. you come to the other side of it, you realize, yep, that's actually there and I can feel it. And it's like mm. he said, it's never going to be taken from you. I wanted to ask you, what would you say, what would the now you, the you that's on the other side of that say mm -hmm. to the you that's in it? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's a lesson. That's like a key that mm -hmm. each of us can, can actually, in a way we prophesy to ourselves yeah. from the past and even into the future, because those are things that we can say, Hey, remember that what you mm -hmm. learned here this is the key. So keep that for the going forward. If it happens again, does that make sense? Yeah, that's really good, Courtney. And that's a great question. And I have about 10 different answers, <laughs> but <laughs> there's like a lot that I would tell myself, but if I could boil yeah. it all down and I know when I say this, I don't want us to hear this and go, oh, yeah, I know. Like, you know, when we, we know something about the Lord and sometimes we can um, settle in that place, like, oh, yeah, like I know that he's good, like let's move on, what's the next thing? Um, I, I want us to kind of really sit in this for a second because I feel like if I can even just go back to like the devote yourself to discovery, I feel like that place of his nature like he's wanting to take us so deep into mm. that place because then that changes the way that I do the battle season and it changes the way that I how I operate in that season so when I look back um the one thing I guess I would say on the top of my list that I would tell myself is Lana like he is so faithful like he is so faithful and what he has planned, like we read scriptures and we go, oh, yeah, you know, God's going to, what the enemy meant for evil, God turns for good. Yep, I know, like got the bumper sticker, fridge magnet, like it's all good. <laughs> like I know it, but no, 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 like he really is the one who who takes what the enemy meant for harm and turns it for good and he really is the God of Ephesians 3.20, like, and even, and that's a really, um, there's a really sacred space, Courtney, that I feel like we enter into in the hard seasons where we encounter his nature and his presence in such a way that it becomes like this, I don't know, it's like a gift to us. Like it's, I don't really even have words. Like what I'm trying to say is that in that hard season, like he met me with his faithfulness like at a level that I hadn't experienced it before. Mm -hmm. And so I would I'd now look back and I go, oh Lana, like if Lana back there could see what was actually on the other side of this, like it would have changed the way that I walked through it. That's not a, a, a condemnation or a shame thing. It's just, it speaks to me about what happens when I really understand who he is and right. I really understand his um, heart for me and that his plans for me are really good. And as I yeah. walk through that season, there was a lot of questions like why is this happening like this is not what i expected this is really difficult 
And there can be this kind of swirliness that you feel when you walk through that season. But actually now looking back, seeing that he never once was like, I have no idea what's going on right now, Lana. <laughs> Everything. Like, oh, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> never <yeah>. hear that. <laughs> right. You know, to know that I could rest in him mm. through that journey because he's actually got this and he's actually with me, I think mm. that would have um, definitely helped me um yeah, walk through the season maybe in a way that was uh, maybe not as tumultuous as it was. You know what I mean? Like when you're in that hard space, like if you're yeah. not grounded in the revelation of who he is, you can kind of get tossed back and forward. And I and I absolutely live in a place where I'm constantly discovering his nature. But I think sometimes when you've gone through so many battles, one after another, you can get to a place where you're so weary that you're just like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. Um, but actually mm. realising that there's manna in the mess. That's mm. mm. so good. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's so good. I think for me, when I asked that question and I was thinking like, well, what would I say? Mm. You know, I don't, I, I think I underestimate at times and I lose sight of the fact that, um, do not, do not be moved. Do not be moved by what, by anything yeah. other than what the Lord says. Like yeah. you, you stay and you lay yourself on that, on that, like you were saying that found, uh, faithfulness, mm. that's your foundation. And there have been times in, in you know, all of that, that you understand that humility can be submitting to the word and not allowing, like we've yeah. said that before, not allowing the flesh to be the thing that dictates or speaks the loudest yeah. because flesh being anything that we can see, hear, taste, and smell like that's all, that's yeah. all just tangible things. It's, it's, and it's, it's good in that promises can be fulfilled in the tangible things that we see and, um, that we witness, but we live by the word is what I'm yeah. trying to say. And, yeah. uh, that's the place of his faithfulness. And there are things that are just, you know, they're too heavy for us to carry at times. And we are really truly meant to roll them over onto the Lord. And I think that that's been one of the things that I've had to learn is like, what is mine to carry and what is not? It's good. You know, live in that place of submission and that you'll do what he asks you to do, but also mm -hmm. understanding like if he said it, that's it. And I'm, I don't say that flippantly because yeah. trust me, I've been in that place of battle where it's come after the word. It's not after, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's not actually the thing that you're seeing. It's not the show, the bells and the whistles, the screaming, all of that stuff. That's not what that's after. It's after the word. Yes. Because when that gets planted in here, it's, it's yeah. unstoppable. It's absolutely unstoppable. Uh, and I really, I felt too, Lana, he was reminding me of, um, John nine, because I have so much felt that John nine and John 10 mm. are a picture of this year of what we are seeing and what he is calling out for to be mm. seen in his children's hearts. Um, particularly the part where it's John nine seventeen, 
mm-hmm. the man that was born blind was healed and they're grilling the Pharisees and the, the council is now grilling this man about, well, who are you and who is this man that heals you and he healed you on the Sabbath. So therefore he can't be who he can't be God. Yeah. Um, and they asked this man that was healed. They said, who do you say he is the man who opened your blind eyes? And I feel like that for me is the question like that is the question on the father's heart. That is the question of this hour of who do you say he is? This man who opened your blind eyes. And yeah. I love that you mentioned his nature because that is the paramount. That is the thing that he came to reveal through wanting to live inside of us is the nature. It's, that's that essence of, of intimacy that you see there. Well, who do you say he is? Who do you know him to be that one-on-one um, connection and truly seeing him. I, I believe that seeing the Lord as he really is, is actually part of how we minister unto him. Yeah. We minister to his heart by choosing and believing that he is who he says that he is, that he's not mm-hmm. a mixture of good and bad. He is mm-hmm. fully good all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has been teaching that has been confusing for people. And I really believe that this is the hour in the day that that's shifting in a big way. Yes. I'm not going to go any further than that with that, but it's, it's shifting in a big way. And I think he's putting true shepherds, people that will feed people with the nature of God in place. Mm. Oh, so good. My friend, I, I just, as you're sharing that, like I can hear that sound of strength, like, you know, can you hear it? Like ladies as Courtney's sharing, like there is that place of, of fortification that he is establishing within us that can never be stolen from us mm-hmm. you know like you just said like who is he for you like who is he and like there is I remember I just this is weighing really strongly on me I remember the mm-hmm. Lord saying to me one day I I sat with him and I had my coffee and I'm ready with my journal and I opened the word and I'm like all right Lord what do you want to say today such expectancy and he says (laughs) lana he said don't put your roots down in the hope for a a season to look like you want it to look b for the season to when the season arrives um or c uh put your roots down deep in a timeline like okay it's going to happen tomorrow Mm. so i'm Mm. said to me if you do that he said then when the season doesn't look like how you expect it to look when it takes longer than you thought, you know, or you're living every day like I just have to get to Rosh Hashanah, like I just have to get to 5784 and then we'll cross over and I'll be fine. If I live like that, then as I go through my life and I go through challenges and different things, I am not going to be a woman of strength. I am going to be one that is one day I'm like, yes, it looks like the season is here. Praise the Lord. I'm full of faith. And the next day, oh, we've gone to the opposite end of my promise again. So now I am like depressed and I'm heavy and I'm discouraged. And there's no, there's not condemnation or shame on that. But I I really believe, Courtney, that God is raising up his bride and a company of women who are exactly living in what you just said, like my dad said it, end of story. And if I can say that, the only reason that I could say that with conviction is if I know his nature. Like Mm -hmm. if I look at 
let's say Ephesians 3.20, if I am declaring that over my life, but in part of my heart, I'm like, you know what, actually, I'm not sure he's really that good. Like, I'm, I'm just actually like, if, if I'm, there's parts of my heart that are still not conquered by his love and conquered by his nature. Um, that's going to make it really hard for me in my journey of faith. And so just the reason I, I say that is because when you said that, Courtney, again, like I just, I come back to those words, devote yourself to discovery. Like the more I see him, the more I can walk in that place of, no, I know you're good. Everything else is screaming at me that, you know, God is not for you and all those lies, but no, you are good. And I look back on my life and I go, remember when God did, remember when yes. he showed up and I feast on my history with God. Um, but that history with God reveals his nature. It reveals who he is. And so I just, I loved what you shared because, again, I feel like God is bringing us into this place of occupying yes, the territory he has for us, but the, what, to occupy it within his heart. But also, ladies, I really, we're always on a journey. Like We're always on a journey of growing in our revelation of his nature. We're never going to get, like, we'll get to the end of our lives. And we won't go, yep, I've got it. I've got to the end of the love of God. Like I have, I've discovered yeah. it all, right? Like for all of eternity, we will continue to discover. But I really feel like just to encourage you that when I just look down at my notes again and all I have written on the top of my page is devote yourself to discovery. Yes, the Lord is inviting us into his heart to occupy in his heart. But all of a sudden, this vision flashed in front of my eyes and I saw Jesus begin to walk into the rooms of your heart where mm. you're like, you know what? Oh, I'm not like, I'm not exactly sure. Like I'm still, is he really that good? And I saw Jesus begin to walk into all of those different rooms in your heart and beginning to bring new life and transformation in those rooms as he reveals who he is. Like there's such a partnership of occupying, like he's inviting us to occupy within his heart, but then he's also saying, I'm going to occupy every part of your heart. Like my nature, my love, my goodness, my faithfulness is going to occupy the complete territory of your heart. The last word I wrote down as you were speaking and right before you first said occupying was the word I wrote down occupying. And then you said occupy and I was like, and there it is. <laughs> I love, I love our times together. This is so much Thank fun you. for me. I feel like it's just like a Holy Spirit fireworks show where it's just like one lights the other and it just boom, boom, boom. Um, as you were sharing, he said the vision. So he's been talking to me a lot about when he gives us a vision or he gives us a word, spending time in his presence with him visualizing or, or, or allowing him to give us those pictures of yeah. the fulfillment of the thing. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Not as in we are, we are placing our, uh, our restrictions upon him, but what he has mm -hmm. spoken, we allow him to spend that time with us to create in that space of vision with him and that space of meditation with him on what has he said and what is he doing and what might this look like, Lord? It's, it's that yeah. beautiful, come up higher, like come dream with me, you know, it's yeah. that invitation into allowing him to open up opportunities for us of what could this be? What could this look like with you, Lord? 
as, as I begin, as I believe you that what you've spoken to me will be fulfilled, I can sit with you in that place of belief. I can sit mm-hmm. in that place of vision with him. And the vision is what brings the strength for fulfillment. That's what brings that strength mm-hmm. that we need. And it's also what creates those things mm-hmm. in the spirit. But it also, he says, it brings the strength for fulfillment and everlasting occupying. It's <sighs> Have you ever had... Have you ever had something where the Lord has given you a vision or he's given you a word and you've spent time like meditating on it with him and, and, and letting him show you that it, is that making sense, Lana? Yeah. I, I'm, I yeah. want to make sure I'm being clear. Okay. So you've spent time visualizing it, picturing mm-hmm. it with him, allowing him to show you things. Yeah. And then it happens and yeah. you think at the time you think, oh, I'm going to freak out. Like if this ever actually, like if this ever really fully comes to fruition, I'm going to freak out. Mm-hmm. But then there's the times where you've spent so much time with him in that place of seeing that and believing and, and coming back and back to that place of belief that then it happens. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And almost your reaction is, yeah. is different than maybe what you thought it would, would be because you're like, yeah, I I've seen this. I know that this is going to be because this is what mm-hmm. he's spoken. And this is where I've been with him. Yeah. That that's the place of occupying because that's the strength to not only it's been created and it's been Mm -hmm. believed, but Mm -hmm. then it's, it happens. And now you have the strength to actually pull that. I shouldn't say pull that, but you have the strength then to occupy. Mm -hmm. It can't be taken because it didn't come through your own strength. It came through that place of fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about that. Cause that one was, um, I had one of those happen to me the other day and I, mm-hmm. I almost thought, I almost thought, Oh, Courtney, you didn't pay enough attention to it. And then he said to me, Oh no, this is just part of you coming into that place. If you just believe me. And so this is what you expect to have happen. And I thought, Oh yeah. Okay. You're right. Um, I'll take that Lord. <laughs> I'll receive that strength and I'll yeah. receive that up in, in there. But I just, I, lo- I love what you're sharing, Lana. And I love, there's such grace in this mm-hmm. and there's such permission. And I know I felt it. You felt it. I know we're not alone. A lot of, there was a lot of battle at the door. Yeah. Um, there were things that happened right before the crossing over mm-hmm. that I'm talking big stuff that felt like, okay this is it. It's done. It's just done and over. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know a lot of us felt that temptation to just fully lay it down and give up. Yeah. Um, and even if you did, I want to say to you today, it's not too late. Pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Ask the he's holding it for you. So it's not gone anywhere. You know, don't let the enemy disqualify you come back. Even if it's just that place of repentance of changing your mind and saying, okay, Lord, here I am again. Help me. Let's, let's plant mm-hmm. this again. Um, let's pick it back up. Let me see you holding it. There's such grace and there is such, um, patience that the Lord has for us as we're walking through and as we are stretching and as we are growing. And if you need evidence of that, please go read Abraham's story. Uh, this is the year of the open door. And as we crossed over, the Lord kept reminding me of, uh, I believe it's Genesis 17, where Abraham is sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. He's just sitting there. And all of a sudden he looks up and he sees the Lord. And it's, that's the moment of fulfillment 
but the time that Abraham spent walking with the Lord up until that point was the place of the Lord working his character into Abraham. He was showing him, this is actually how I am. This is who I am. This is my promise to you. No, I'm not going to bless your servant. You're going to have a son. Like if you read it from that lens, you will see a God who is so passionate about the word and wanting to give you his best that he will tell you over and over and over again, no, this is what I'm doing. No, this is what I'm doing until you have the strength to say, okay, I relent and I believe. Um, so there's such grace in this and there's such permission um, and invitation still. If you feel like you've flubbed it and you feel like you've dropped it, that's okay. There's no, there's no judgment here. Just pick it back up. Let's come right back in um, and let's see what the Lord has to say. So good, my friend. That's so good. I feel just the weight of that. And it's interesting, as you were sharing before um, about even in your own journey, how you uh, recently had seen, you know, as you're in that place of like um, you were dreaming and like um, and seeing what the Lord had promised and then it came and you're like, oh, yeah, like all those moments. <laughs> Um, as you were talking, I saw like the intertwining of hearts. Like I saw this place of like, you know, when we dream with him, when we're in that place of, um, you know, the Lord has given me a promise. And so now like it's like um, my friend Catherine Renala, she says, um, or for a long time she's been uh, teaching uh, on this particular concept of like, you know, if God gives you a promise then take that promise and walk around the room of that promise. Like yeah. dream with him. Like what's that going to look like? Like, you know, and, and begin to see yourself walking. What would it look like for me to walk in the fulfillment of this promise? And um, and so as you were talking, I was thinking about how she would always say that and then seeing these hearts intertwining together and then you went on with that precious word for any ladies that may have you know felt like they've dropped it mm -hmm. and I heard this word alignment and and I just I feel the heart of the Lord so strongly that you know when we are in that place where okay no matter what I'm feeling I'm going to sit here with you Lord and I'm going to intentionally like look at with my like with my divine imagination what it, what does it look like mm -hmm. for me to walk around in the room of this promise that you have given me and i love like you said not putting limitations on you know the manifestation of how it's going to look and when it's going to come but in that space there is an alignment of hearts that happens that is that's a birthing place like that is yes. like a like it's a that's a labor room like that place yes. where you, you you are actually like in this place where you are co-laboring with the lord like you Push. are like you're, yeah right <laughs> right and, yeah. you know we have talked for quite a while and you you talk about this and you share this so powerfully Courtney but I think that that word imagination has been so um so pushed aside in the body of Christ or it's been taught like you know your imagination is it's evil and it's wrong and like don't imagine anything because what if you imagine something that's not God and I just felt for a second just to ask you if there are any ladies that have just heard what you said 
and they go, but there is that fear. Like what if I'm imagining like I'm too scared to dream or I'm too scared to to imagine with God because it's going to leave me disappointed? Like what would you say to those ladies? I would say that the Hebrew word for imagination is the Hebrew is the word yetzer and it actually has a connotation of, of meaning that it's your spiritual womb. Mm. So the place of our imagination with the Lord, that if we cannot see it on the inside, it's going to be very difficult at times for us to see it right here. And Can you I repeat that again, Courtney, because sorry, yeah. I just felt very strong weight on that. Yeah. Like just <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not childish fantasy. Um, you remember things with your imagination. You re- you remember like where you've parked your car. Like, and if and if you want to go deeper into this, go go listen to. There's a book by Andrew Womack. Um, it's called The Power of Your Imagination. But the Hebrew word for imagination is the word yetzer, and it means mm-hmm. conception. So your imagination is your spiritual womb. That's the place where the Lord plants the seed, the Word of God, in your heart. And it grows in this place of our, our picturing and our imagination with him. Mm. Um, we can't see on the um, outside what we don't see yet on the inside. So it's not that we can't, but it's going to, this is our place of creating is what I'm trying to say. What you yeah. see on the inside then manifests on the outside. Um, I love when Jesus says to the father, when he looks up, it's, it's like a, he looks up to heaven and he says, thank you that that you've heard me. And then Mm -hmm. he says, I only do what I see my father doing. So there's evidence there in the language that Jesus is showing us that he speaks to his father internally, but then he also sees his father doing things. And as he sees his father doing things, then he does them, then they happen, then they manifest. Um, I would tell you that also in Psalm 37, if you get a chance to go back and read Psalm 37, especially in the Passion Translation, verse 3, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure, feasting on his faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for you what you desire the most. Give him the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, There are things, there are words in this entire chapter, but particularly in these verses that have to do with us remaining soft and tender. So the word delight, when it says to delight, uh, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, that actually means to be soft and tender. And I Mm -hmm. think that this is one of the ways that we maintain and keep ourselves soft and tender towards the Lord and towards his promises. This is, in my opinion, how we feast on that. This is not a childish fantasy. This is a right of the children of God that we have to commune with our father. And part of that comes through this place of our imagination, our seeing and receiving and praying. Cause to me, that mm-hmm. is prayer. Yeah. That is prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many times where mm-hmm. I don't know what to pray with my mouth and I will just get quiet and ask Jesus to show me, where are you in the room? Yeah. It's one of the beautiful things I learned from my friend Matt Beckenham. Where are you Jesus in the room? Show me where you are. And many times from that point on, like get ready. Cause there's an encounter. There is a prayer that's being released and there is something mm-hmm. that is coming through the spirit into the natural. 
So good. And you know what, my friend, in everything you just said, I hear that word resounding, occupy. Like that is, that's another, you know, I occupy through my faith. I occupy by sitting at his feet. I occupy by feasting on the word, but I occupy by actually taking what he has spoken and actually like joining in that beautiful partnership with him, that that place yeah. of co-laboring, that dreaming with him. That it just, it's beautiful. And how amazing, like, like you were talking about the conception and it means womb, yeah. like can't make that stuff up like that's crazy like and you know there are people that are they're uncomfortable with it or they're they're not sure about it and and I think about how many times like how easy it is for us to have negative imaginations like how easy is that and we don't question those we just let those run amok and you know oh it's just me or it's just fear and it's like well the enemy can't create so he walks Mm -hmm. around looking for a womb of some place where he can plant the seeds so yeah. that his imagine, his imaginations and his thoughts or his feelings can be planted. And then when we meditate on them, guess what happens? We're mm-hmm. allowing access to our womb of our place of creation. Um, we're giving mm-hmm. him access to that to create because he can't. And we have been given that beautiful power to with the Holy Spirit um, to bring life to things. So mm-hmm. I just... You know, we don't question the negative and the enemy so many times wants to give us mm-hmm. those negative things. And we're afraid to like receive the father's imaginations or receive yeah. his thoughts. Um, yeah. And I, it's just, it, it is our right as his children to commune mm-hmm. with him in that way. So beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, my friend, as you're sharing that, and um, I know we will wrap up very soon, but I kept hearing this psalm. Uh, in Psalms 126 and I want to read it and then I want to just quickly share a little uh, snippet of um, part of the encounter that I had the other day because I feel like it's a word for some of you ladies. Um, So I kept hearing Psalm 126 so I opened my Bible I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation and it says it was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All the nations saw it and joined in saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles and we are overjoyed. And I love this, verse 4. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our hearts are drenched again. Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing oh I have goosebumps all over me as yeah I really believe ladies that I hear the sound of the crossover that we have just stepped into in 5784 I hear it in this psalm like this psalm is titled restored and Mm -hmm. the you know that place of verse 4 
like at verse three, he did mighty miracles and we're overjoyed. Like, yes, he's done great things for you. Don't forget, ladies, what he has done for you. Don't allow the noise in the past seasons and all the things, all the stuff to cause you to forget what he has done. Feast on your history with God. But then verse four, now, Lord, do it again. Like restore us to our former glory. And even as we, we read on that as uh, they may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow. But I really believe that this declaration is over this, this new Hebraic new year. But they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. It doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges in this season. It doesn't mean that there are not, you know, new giants to fight in the new lands and the new territories. But there is a sound of, of joy and refreshing and blessing and harvest and restoration that I hear louder than I've ever heard it as we've crossed over into 5784. And I want to share this with you very quickly Part of the encounter I had the other uh, recently, <clears throat> excuse me, was I saw Jesus sitting at a table and he had picked up all of these broken pieces. And when I looked at these broken pieces, he was gluing these pieces back together again. And I said to him, Lord, what are you doing? And he said to me, I am the restorer of broken dreams. And I want to say to you ladies today that if you are listening to this, and you are, you're saying, you know what, I have so many dreams. Like I have sat, uh, like, like Courtney said, I've sat at the feet of Jesus and I have been dreaming with him and I have been in this place where I've held on to his promises. But it seems like in so many seasons gone by that I am living in a space where all I see around me are the pieces of broken dreams. I want you to hear this, daughters of God, today. The Lord speaks over you that he is the restorer of broken dreams. And he didn't just stop there. He didn't look at me when he was gluing it all back together. He just said, I'm the restorer of broken dreams as he was gluing it all back together. But then he looked up at me and he said, I am the God of Ephesians 3.20. And he eyeballed me with that scripture. And so I want you to hear that today, that he is the restorer of broken dreams but he is also the God of Ephesians 3.20 and he's also the God of restoration that you may feel like you have been, you know, sowing seeds of tears for so long. Well, can we together, Courtney and I, prophesy over you today that this is the season that we've crossed over into where now you shall return with joyful and, and what does it say, joyful um Hang on, I've lost it here. Joyful. Oh, my phone has frozen. Anyway, joyful shouts of glee. Let's let's yeah. say that. <laughs> laughed um, and laughed, overflowing with glad gladness. Uh, restores to our streams of refreshing flow over us. I'm trying to find it. Shouting with gladness. That's it. That's all it says. Return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness. Yes, yes. May that be. Um, as you, what you experience as you walk with him in this new Hebraic new year, I really believe that that season, that heavy, heavy season of mourning where all you have known is this, like you feel like I'm just mourning constantly. There's just so much grief and 
trauma and all of these things that I feel like I've walked through um, that now the Lord is saying that that time it's it's done. Like, yes, not to say that, you know, there's not going to be other times in life where things are going to be hard, but I really believe that the marker of the season has shifted. And, yeah. oh, my goodness, okay, my phone just flashed. And who knows what this is that has opened up on my screen, but it's called Daily Refresh. And it says Psalm 30, verse 5, the Passion Translation. I've learned that his anger lasts for a moment, but his loving favor lasts a lifetime. Then it says, we may weep through the night, but at daybreak, (laughs) it will turn into shouts of ecstatic joy. I have no idea what this even is, but the Lord just took over my phone, ladies. So hallelujah. (laughs) The word of the Lord, receive it. Oh my gosh. And Lona, I I pulled up in my Bible because I was like, there's something about this psalm. And it was funny enough because I was hearing this psalm rolling around in my spirit this morning. We were we were like those who dream, is what I was hearing. And I was reading it in saw in uh, New King James, and it's oh, Psalm your Psalm one twenty six. It says on here, "A joyful return to Zion, a song of ascents, ascending." <laughs> Verse one: When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Oh my goodness! We dream then our mouth is filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Like I have, I have read this Psalm. I can't tell you how many times. And just now when you said it, I was like, there it is right there. We are like those who dream. And then it, yeah, I'm kind of just, uh, kind of just speechless here. Cause this is, and in the footnotes, it says that the three metaphors are used to express the overwhelming joy of coming home. A pleasant dream is what is the first metaphor that it's describing joy. So I am about to fall off my chair, Courtney. I just like <laughs> the other day, I am at the sink washing the dishes before I messaged you. And I was saying to the Lord, What is this shift? What is this shift? And before he answered, I said to him, I feel like I've just come home. Ah. I feel like. I have just come home like that feeling, you know, when you come home and there's just, ah, oh, there's an exhale, oh. there's rest, there's refreshment, there's joy. Like I, 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 those words came out of my mouth. Lord, I feel like I've just come home. I, I have no words. I know we need to wrap up, but I am no, like. This is like a, you're watching a live rocking of like what it looks like. <laughs> You really are. I've just been totally bowled over by the Holy Spirit here. I'm just, wow. Wow, Lana. We have really, and I have dates in my Bible in particular, dating back as far as 1014, which would be October 14th of 2018. A really a start of an extremely difficult season. And I'm counting forward and I'm like, okay, that's about four years, five years here. And it's just, I think I'm kind of currently processing what this looks like because we can read these verses about sowing in tears and we don't want that to last very long. <laughs> We're ready yeah. just to just get to the harvest. 
But then there's the strength and the permission to shift from the tear sowing, because sometimes we can get used to that and to shift into the harvest of joy. And I really Mm -hmm. think that that's what you and I are both feeling and hearing right now is that this is the time. It's the harvest time of all that, all that's been planted, all that's been sowed, all that's been dreamed, you know, it's time for harvest. Yes. Oh, lovely ladies. Mm -hmm. I really want to encourage you to just sit in this space with the Lord and, and really, um, yes, take what the Lord has done and what he has said in this conversation and, and take it to him and ask him, like ask him for more. Lord, what are you saying for me yeah. personally? But I would also encourage you to really sit in Psalm 126, uh, to really sit in that space and allow the Lord to minister to you because this is like it's tangible, like all over my whole body I can feel the weight of his presence and he wants to encourage you like you just said Courtney that it is time like we have arrived we have arrived at harvest time fully so good so Mm. good oh well unless you have anything else you would want to share Courtney we are gonna Courtney and I are gonna go and lie on our faces I'm gonna lay out here for just a little while and let, let the Lord do what he does. I just, no, I don't have anything else. Just all of that, all of that. This is going to be one that I go back to as Me well. Too. So thank you, Me Lana, too. for all the revelation poured out. Thank you too, my and for, friend. Can I just say too, thank you for all of your years of faithful walking with him. Um, and I, I'm, this is not just lip service, Lana. There are things that you have opened up in the spirit that people are are also now fully occupying and the battle and the push that you have to go through at times to do that is intense. Um, and sometimes it's long lasting and it requires of you and it, it, sometimes it takes, um, but that's what growing and birthing does. And I just really feel that weightiness and that gratitude for you and what you have done through the years for so many of us, um, and what you are currently doing have stepped into and what is opening up in the future is going to be, mind-blowing my friend in the best possible way so I just wanted to say thank you for for your faithfulness your obedience and your love for the body and for the bride to faithfully do that thank you oh thank you my friend you're gonna make me cry (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you my friend it is truly it's truly a joy of my life I am daily thankful that I get to partner with him in all that he wants to do in his beautiful bride. Well, lovely ladies, sailor on all the Lord has done in this space this morning. I feel like we have stepped into a sacred moment um, and this this requires a soaking. So I'm with you, Courtney. I will be revisiting uh, this space again and uh, and we pray that this um, this conversation this this place of encounter this morning has um, has blessed you has refreshed you has strengthened you um, that you have seen him afresh today it has been our joy um, to sit in this space with him with each other and with you I feel like we just sit around the table ladies as a community and just share 
what the Lord is dreaming about and what's on his heart. And I know that it is such a um, such a privilege every week for Courtney and I to sit in this space and to serve you and to love you. So thank you for following along with us. It really is such an incredible blessing to us as well. But we will wrap up this episode. So thank you again for joining us and you will see us next week. Bless you, lovely ladies. We hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that you 